I was going to begin by saying Merry Christmas, but as I was walking around our neighborhood, I realized everyone has already taken out their Christmas decorations. And I say, oh, they forgot. It's supposed to be 12 days. So those of you who are taking out your Christmas decorations, I'm telling you Merry Christmas with an empty house. <laughs> Today is the feast of, we celebrate of the Holy Family. And uh, the feast the church invites us to take a deeper look in our own families and ask ourselves, how are we doing being the family God wants us to be? Last year, I was invited to speak to some parents in our, one of our Catholic high schools because their students were preparing for something very important. So they asked me to speak to them, and I showed up. And then I, I began by asking these parents that how many of you know a priest or a deacon or a nun or a religious person whom you wish wasn't that. You wish wasn't a priest, wish wasn't a deacon. I said, let's be honest, let's be honest. How many know someone like that? You say, I wish this guy wasn't a priest. I wish this one wasn't a nun. I am telling you the whole room, hands came up. I said, okay. And I said, uh, without naming names, can you share the things you saw in them that you say, I wish I'm not priest or this. The room could not stop talking. They're talking and shilling and just listening, okay? Then I asked them the third question. I say, how many of you would like your children to go and become priests and nuns to replace those bad priests and deacons? Quiet. And I told them that the most important thing is realize that these priests and deacons and nuns, they don't come from the seminaries. They are not made in the seminaries. They come from homes. So what the seminary does, it gets what you give them. So they work with what they have received from our families. So it's very easy for us to say and say, well, someone have been trained better. But the best training the church is teaching us is the best school in the whole universe is the home. Because the home is the most important school in the entire universe. And the most important teacher are the parents. And the most important method of teaching is by example. So as we're here today, ask yourself as a parent, how are you doing being the first and primary teachers. Because when we are baptizing these babies, we say, parents and godparents, you are the first teachers of these children. So whatever you teach them, they're seeing. And teaching without training is useless. Now for me, most people in St. Joseph know that I, am, I, am, I coach soccer with a school. I never see my kids coming for practice, for training, and they sit in the library and read a book. If you're training them how to play soccer, you'd show them how to do it. Don't give them a book, oh, go read this book, will be fine. You'll figure it out when you come to play. You have to train them as you teach them. So the gospel today shows us Mary and Joseph. These are the, we call them the Holy Family, Joseph, Mary, and Jesus. But why are they called the Holy Family? It's not because they have no challenges. Yes, they are holy. They have challenges too, as all of us do. But what was important is to realize that in every family, we are different, but one. We are different, but one. Now, all the parents know that your, your kids are all different. 
end of the day, but you are one family. But that comes from our divine family. We see God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, that divine family. Each one is different, yet they are one God. What causes problems in our families is once we begin doing things without consulting or thinking of the other person. That's how trouble comes. The Gospel today gives us an example. Mary and Joseph, the primary teachers, they're taking their child to the temple. Both they're one. They're acting as one. They're different, acting as one. And we see the story goes on this while they were there. Mary listens to what Simeon says about the child. I said, this child is meant for the rise and the fall of many. He says, and you, a sword will pierce you. Scripture tells us she kept all these things in her heart, like most of our mothers do. If you want to be embarrassed, ask your mother about yourself. They know all the stories. They choose not to say them. So when Mary does, she keeps everything about her child. So this is a child who has been meant to be the son of God, okay? It's going to be great. Mary, Mary's joyful as any mother will be, as a parent will be. But then he has, oh yeah, your son is going to end up on the cross. Now, if you're the mother, if you're Mary, say, what do you mean by that? I didn't sign up for that. But we see Mary takes everything to heart. She brings it to prayer. She prays for her son because Mary was the primarily and the first teacher of Jesus. In the Hebrew culture, by Jesus' time, there were three stages of education. The first stage was from, the, from early ages to age seven. The mother was responsible to teach the child how to pray, how to read, was the mother's job and the father's job. The second stage from age seven to 10 is what they call the house of the book. They go somewhere to be taught. And then the third stage was from, uh, from age 10 to 14 when they go, they call the house of the tradition. They immerse into the tradition of their culture and their religion. But there's another school, which was the last one, whereby they're engaging in asking and answering questions. Now, when remember Jesus was lost in the temple, they found him listening and asking questions. That's the kind of study. They ask you to think by your brains. If I ask a question, answer by a question, it's okay, what is two plus two? Instead of telling me it's four, you ask me, you answer by asking, what is the square root of 16? To show you that I can think from another angle. So, but all this began because Mary prepared him for this. So today, the feast is asking us, Mary lost her child. Mary saw a child die. Mary saw everything that son went through. But at the end of the day, she was always present at every time. Now, I'm going to go to our families today. Very many times, we're so easily to forgive someone outside than our own families. We're so hard on someone outside, uh, in, in our families, than someone else. Some of us can say that, yeah, I haven't spoken to my brother. I'm going to ask you something today. Let us remember that God blessed the families. And God wants the families to be one. The biggest sad thing we have today is they're breaking up every day, left and right. It's our job to pray for all the families, from our families, home, and also our Christian families here of St. George's. We are one family. 
What we do is how do we welcome, how do we love, how do we nurture each and everyone in our families? That means here in our community, but also in our families. God wants one family, that's all those who call themselves Christians. So I'm going to challenge you today as parents, ask yourself, how are you raising your children as a Christian parent? Are you listening to them? Are you listening to their struggles? Are you welcoming? Can they trust you? Because once that is lost, we have a problem. So God is asking us today, looking at the Holy Family, it does not mean there's no challenges. The challenges are there. And last, please, please, please learn how to pray for your children. Every day, pray for your children. Last time I told a story, I was, I was in this family. They asked me, Father, just bless our children. I said, okay, let me bless them. And my, the mom says, oh, no, no, Father, this one is okay. Just bless this one. It's only in trouble. I say, okay, every child has a challenge and a blessing. The only thing that's challenge is a trouble one, maybe the good one because you're praying for him all the time, and the other one grows up messed up. So as parents, I ask you, please always remember to, play, to pray and bless your children because it's the power you have, God has given you, of their children. Pray and bless them. Speak good over them. And ask God to protect them to become the people God wants them to be. The Lord be with you.